Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Okay, can you hear me? Although this might work better for my eyes, but like I keep telling everyone, like the older I get, like... Like, I got to hold things farther away, so I think my eyes are getting better. <laughs> like, like, I call that like the Superman complex as you're aging, you know? And so, not that I'm aging, right? But I am getting older, which is good, right? So it's like, well, this is like telescopes. It's kind of cool. Anyway, I'll quit playing and start, start working here. So, um, what a great day, huh? great to be here with you guys and and I'm <laughs> I know so much is going on in this planet but I'm still excited about what God's doing and what how he's working in in our times and in this season and um believe it or not we were born for this time right God it's no accident that God created us for, for this time and for this season. And so we can get back and look at all the stuff that's going on. And there's such a heaviness. But like the last week or so, I really felt it. And then I've had so many conversations. And there's been so many scopes from people. Um, from from like, like I just got off the phone with a guy yesterday that a guy's crashing. And his family ended up having to leave because he's just going so, just having such a hard time. And and struggling with suicide and stuff like that, and then you got people that are that are sick and getting bad reports, and and then you got people whose businesses they don't know how they're going to make it, and so there are so many things that are really happening right now. And the biggest thing is, is like when my heart gets heavy, I've learned one thing to do. Right? There's only one thing that we can do, and that's go to God with it. Right? Because if we stay sucked up in what we're seeing and stay sucked up with what's going on around, we're going to be right along with them, right? Pretty soon we're all going to be in the loony bin. You know what I mean? Or we're just going to give up. And, and, <clears throat> but we're not those kind of people who give up, right? And it's not because we're tough or smarter or better than anyone else. It's because we have a hope. And his name's Jesus. And so we can, we've got something that we can stand on that when everything on the planet around us is crashing and falling down, we know that we have a rock that we can stand on that's not sinking sand, but that's solid, and his name's Jesus. Do you guys hear what I'm saying? And so we can trust what he's doing, and we can trust what he's saying, even in hard times. There's a saying that uh, um, a tame horse never made a horse trainer. <laughs> right? And so, so um, the way that we get to grow and the way that we get to excel is sometimes through adversity. And, and sometimes through, through some tough stuff, we get to decide and get to find out what we really believe. Right. And so in, in my life, it's always been when when I'm getting hammered or I'm getting a hardship or something's coming against me. I'm like, wait a second. 
I, I, I know who I can go to. I know there's, there, there's some promises in that Bible, and so I can go to those promises. Like we've been talking about Galatians, right? Where it says that He redeemed us from the curse of the law, right? By becoming a curse for us, right? But then it says, but He has redeemed us to the blessings of Abraham. Do you know what He's saying? He's like, I didn't just redeem you from the curse, but I redeemed you to life. And that's good news, right? We have a great history. The Jewish people have a great history. There's been plagues and all kinds of things that had happened. And they would thrive because God had a set way to do things, right? And, and their hygiene was a little bit different than, than some, of the, some of the Gentiles. So they'd be, they'd be surviving in the midst of it. Part of it was because of that, and part of it was because of the blessing of God and the future they had, right? Then they get mad at him because, like, well, why aren't you getting sick? And why ain't this happening? And then they're like, you must be, woo, you know. And it was the, the opposite way around, you know. And so, but we ha have these promises that God's given us that we can stand on. And these blessings that come from Abraham, they, they give us hope no matter what we're going through. No matter what it looks like. No matter what we feel like. God's blessings are yes and a Man, not, not just for when everything's rosy and good, right? Listen, I don't need a promise when everything's good. I mean, come on. Why would he give us promises if everything was going to be good? That would be ridiculous, you know? Well, I mean, we still, like, I, I wrote down a thing. There's a saying I learned years ago. It was good, better, best, never... Uh, um, <clears throat> uh, never. Well, I can't even remember what it was because God changed it. He like wiped it out of my mind. But but it's, I put it: good, better, best, always rest. Because in rest, the good get better, and the better gets best. So what is it saying? It's saying that that instead of out of work, instead of out of our sweat, we everything we when we come to God in in the rest and rest in His promises, and rest in our relationship with Him, and rest in, in knowing Him, then we know that, that the good is only going to get better, and then the better is going to get best, right? So I guess those promises can. It can be good, and it goes, hey, I'm going to make it better. Like, yeah, right? And so, but at the same time, when we're going through hell, there's this great wise... Um, Wise, I don't know what, what you call him, theologian or um, he was a musician. He wrote a song and it was very, very profound because it says, if you're going through hell, keep on going. Right? Right? That's not even a Christian song, right? Right? But there's a lot of wise, wise stuff in there. So, so we get this opportunity right now and right here Say, you know something, we're going to keep on going and we're going to keep on trusting and we're going to keep on, on, on hanging on to your promise like we only got 7,487. <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do? I don't know if that's enough. <laughs> right? Like, we got enough to last us. There's 365 days in a year. 
I mean, we could, if we said, I'm going to take all your promises, I'm going to concentrate on them this year. By the end of this year, I won't, I'm going to receive every one of your promises. You ain't got time <laughs> to even focus on the ones if you split it up into that. Right? So, so we have these great and precious promises from God that gives us life and gives us hope. And it'll give us peace that we're not going to find in the world. And we're not going to find in, in, in our bank account. And we're not going to find in, in sometimes in our friends and family. Because this world's going through such a hard time. And, and there's so much disunity. And there's so much strife. And there's so much hardship going on. People don't know what to do. Maybe you're out there and you don't know what to do, but I want to tell you something. We have a God who loves you and he loves you right where you're at. And he says, I have a way. If you'll just come to me, turn around, come to me and I'll make it work out for you. Trust me. Watch me. Sometimes we got to got to get in this place where, where we're like, Father, I, I just trust you with everything that I have and I know that you're going to make it work out for me. I was talking with, with a, a gentleman. Um, he's one of our C4 guys. And after a treat, one of our farm and family leader, and um, he had lived in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Wyoming, and then Reno, Nevada, and stuff. And I was talking about, I know Cheyenne. And he goes, you go to the radio there? No, but I stopped there on the way from Rapid City, South Dakota. <laughs> And I was in a bus with the people who who, um, who ran the Colt Starting Challenge USA. I barely had enough money to stay on tour. In fact, when I left, I had like 400 bucks. And I almost didn't go because I was getting on a plane. And I was like, how am I even going to make it? And God said, go. And I was like, get behind me, Satan. Like, I'm not going to go, right? And then a friend of mine called me up. He goes, hey, one of my sponsors. He goes, hey, where are you, are you getting ready to go? I was like, no, I don't know that I want to go because I only goes like, Where's your faith? It's like, oh man, don't use that card on me. <laughs> you know? I was like, man. So I did. I got up and I went. But I remember I just, I broke my ribs and then, then I crashed. I went ahead and rode in Rapid City at the expo and I crashed and broke and, and busted another rib and hurt another one because my colt tripped and crashed through a panel. And I was trying to get to the finals that, that year and, and I was like one point out. You know, even if I done good at the next one. And so I was like broken hearted. And I remember stopping in Cheyenne and I was calling home and I was like, what should I do? And, and Linda had no answers for me. Like she's got protective instincts and I have like no brain. Right. <laughs> I had one more to go in Colorado Springs. Right. So we get get going to um, I get I was sitting there and so I get out and I'm praying and I went and talked to the guy who runs the challenges. He goes, James, he goes, you really don't need to do this. You don't. There's no reason for you to to do this. And there was something in my heart that said, you know something, I'm gonna finish what I started. Right? I may die doing it. But I'm going to finish what I started. So I um, rode with them to, from Cheyenne. And it, and it was a profound t 
time in my life because I had to make a decision. What am I going to do? Why did God put me here? Did he put me here for, for the buckles and for the accolades? Or did he put me here because he called me to be here? And he called me for this time. And he called me for this season. Even if I wasn't going to get out of it what I wanted to get out of it. And so I made that choice. And I wavered something, to be honest. I was sitting in a little town. We stopped in Centennial, Colorado on our way down to, to um, Colorado Springs. And I was walking down, down the, the road. I could barely breathe, man. And it starts snowing. And then I remember that scripture in Isaiah where he says, as the rain comes and the snow falls, so will my word not return unto me void, but it'll accomplish what I set it out to do. I was like, man, God, that's not the right route I was wanting to go. And then he said this, do you want to grow or do you want to be comfortable? There's no growth and comfort. Guess what I picked? I got on the couch. No. I wanted to. I tell you the truth, I wanted to. But I went on down and um, I roomed with a guy from, from Rapid City and um, I'd got to talk with him a little bit when we were in Rapid City, but I ended up, he ended up not having a hotel room and I ended up having double beds, so he ended up rooming with me. And so I got a relationship with a guy that didn't know Jesus, right? And I got to talk with him and, and um, so we go under the challenge and um, I walk up in it and the name of the road going to the arena was Hallelujah Way. And I walk into the arena and there's the scripture. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Your ways are not my way. I said, thank you, Jesus. I was so sore I had to get a bucket to crawl up on the horse. And I ended up finishing second and almost won it. And God just was with me. And it taught me something. It taught me that, you know what, it might be tough. It might be hard, but when he sets us out to do that, we might get bucked off and get hurt and be rolling in the dirt, man. I know what the ceiling looks like at three or four arenas now. <laughs> right? And they're bright lights. I'm like, is that heaven? There's a, not yet. Right? But at the same time, I also know what it's like to succeed. But without those building blocks to build my character, the success wouldn't mean anything. Does that make sense? So we can trust God and trust that he has us and trust that he's for us and trust that he's going to do something great in our lives because he's great. Not because we're great. Listen, I've seen great miracles in my life. I've seen my, my sister um, get up off of her deathbed. 
I didn't see it, but she did, right? But I know she did because I know how sick she was, and it's a great testimony. I see my dad had a stroke and paralyzed on one side and couldn't walk and talk, and three years later, he's walking and talking. Let me tell you something. God's still a God, and he's still a healer, and he's still a provider, and he's still a hope in the time of crisis. And you can't convince me anything different because I've lived through it. And that's why in the midst of everything falling around about us, in the midst of everything crashing around about us, we have a hope that's so solid and so sure that we know that we're going to come out on the other side. No matter what, we're going to come out, and we're going to come out victorious and triumph and, and with, with a hope. Because our hope's not based on, on anything on this earth. It's based on something that's greater and on a greater authority in, in heaven. And we get to bring that here to earth. Amen? Back then, speaking of, um, I was able to talk to Kevin yesterday. He is home. And I was able to talk to him on the phone after he, he had a stroke out fishing. And, and he's doing great. And so keep praying for Kevin and Wanda. If you guys are watching, I know you guys watch these. We love you and very much. And, and Wanda, you're a trooper. Yeah. yeah, hang in there. So... That was my opening. <laughs> Good Lord. So here, here's a scripture I want you guys to be thinking of when, when we're going through all this stuff because there's so much stuff. And as a body of Christ, it's important for us to stick together. You guys hear what I'm saying? We got to stick to it. We might not agree on everything, right? But when we come to church, we're, it, it's no longer about politics or about other stuff. It's about Jesus and who he is, right? And we may not agree with everybody, but we get to love everybody. Do you hear what I'm saying? So we get this, this, this choice. Are, are we going to walk in unity, Right? Because what the storms and what, what the stuff comes to do is it comes to divide and to separate. And the enemy wants to come in and he wants to just sort people off and go here and go there. And, and um, when you get out on, on your own and you get out isolated, that's when we're the most vulnerable. Right? And so it's important for us to stick together and hang together and fight together. And for those of you who are out there who aren't able to come for various reasons, we're still with you and you're not alone and you're not isolated. We're still praying for you and we're still with you and, and, and we still love you. And so hang in there. If you need prayer, please call or please, please let us know. There's a prayer meeting online. We, we've got your back and we're, and, and we're prepared for this season. In fact, we're, we were over-prepared for this season. Right? So God's got, got us and he's got you too. So hang in there. But in this time, we want to stick together and we want to make sure that, 
we're together no matter what. I know families that, that are fighting back and forth over Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> right? And that's not even the, the object of Thanksgiving, right? We're just now celebrating this, this, I think it was just the other day, the 20th, I believe, or maybe it's today, that it was 400 years since Plymouth Rock. Yeah. Right? And so, so there's a history that goes long farther back than just a few months ago. Right? And so we can stay in unity and stay, stay together. And you're like, well, there's no scripture in the Bible that talks about unity. Well, kind of there is, right? It says in Psalms 133, how good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in unity. It is like precious oil poured out on the head, running down the, down the beard, running down on Aaron's beard down upon the collar of his robe. Now that wouldn't be too good in these times. <laughs> right? But what he's saying is like this oil just isn't just like a little touch. Right? And that oil, like, like when, when, when they're talking about it, is sheep. Right? So what they would do is sheep get, like when I was in college, we, I took animal science class and I had to. They made me, so I had to study something other than a horse. <laughs> But they have these sheep, right? And there's, there's this saying, and I'll never forget it because it's because the four asses, six sheep seldom survive. I was like, wait a second. So sheep are like, like they're dumber than a box of rocks. And it kind of offends me now when I hear God comparing us to sheep. Right? Because like after you've been around sheep, like Linda loves sheep though. Like we want to go to the fair and walk and buy a sheep and she just start crying. I was like, what's the matter with you? She goes, I want a sheep so bad. And so she cried in front of this one lady, and she had these little sheep. And, and she's like, I got a bunch of sheep. Do you want to come show the sheep with me? So, so she got to go show the sheep, right? And it just confirmed even more. Sheep are dumb. <laughs> right? They are dumb. So I was like, okay. I'm going to get over my offense, Father. Right? Maybe he's saying something about us. Maybe that's why we need a shepherd. Amen. Right? But, but what, what the shepherds would do is they'd take the oil and they'd pour it over the sheep's head. And then as it would run down, the, the, it would just coat that sheep. And then it would protect the sheep. Right? So they had a culture where they were talking about Every, everything in the Bible isn't just like, you just made it up. Well, we're just going to pour it on Aaron's head and it's going to go down here because it's just like cool. No, what is he talking about? There, there's a purpose and, and a reason why he's talking about this. And that's what he's saying. You're covered. You're anointed. You're, the, the oil, his protective sweet oil is flowing over. And I love that it's coming over your head and it's starting at the top. You know Why? Because if you put it on your feet, <laughs> it's just going to go down, right? I, I'm, I, I shoe horses, man. I put stuff on their feet all the time. And I tell you, I never put it on their feet and go, oh, I hope it don't hurt their ears. 
right? There, so there, there's a purpose in it, right? So here, here he's pouring it on his head and on the sheep's head, and then it's flowing down in their ears and protecting their ears and going down their face. And that's what God's saying. He's like, my sweet oil, my sweet unity, my sweet fragrance that brings unity. There's no disunity in heaven, right? Flows right down and, and, and protects and heals. And it's just as sweet as like the oil. When they pour it on, man, when they anoint you back in, in the, in the um, priesthood days, they anointed you. Right? Let me pray for you. And people get the little dot of oil. My dad didn't. When I was a kid, he got this olive oil. And if you got sick, he was going to come pray for you. And he'd use half a bottle. Right? And it wasn't the good olive oil like that you, like that you use when you cook. This was like the cheap stuff. And it stunk. And you'd smell like that for three weeks. Right? So, so you're like, good Lord. How you doing? Oh, I'm fine, Dad. I'm fine. Right? Because like he believed in prayer. He, he actually believes what the Bible says. Whoa. But I mean, that oil coming, he'd drape it on you, man. And when you got that, you thought you had a bath. Right? But you know something? There's something powerful in that. There's a power in that. And that's the, the, the Holy Spirit, right? Our, he, he, he makes us glad and makes us happy and makes us at peace and, and just gives us that hope and assurance. And so, but there, there's that same kind uh, of feeling when we're together and we stay together. And it's important. Amen? So... I just want to, in your families too. I'm not just talking about this body. I love this body. This body is such a great body and there's such great unity in here that there's so much going on in this world that we need to stick together. And even though we're, we're a small part of the body of Christ, there's more of us out there. Right? Running down on Aaron's beard, down upon the collar of his robe, as if the dew of Hermon were falling on Mount Zion. For there the Lord bestows his blessing, even life evermore. Where? Where is he talking about? In unity, right? So I think we have a, hol a holiday coming up, right? called Thanksgiving. So as we gather together with our families or friends or, or whatever we're doing, whether it's two people or, or um, more, know this, that it's so great and we can be thankful that we have our families and that we're in unity and that we are going to succeed and go through this. And sometimes... There, there's been some disruptions in families too, some hardships in families for different reasons. Some people have lost loved ones or people have, there's been stuff going on in the family that's not so unifying, but I want to tell you something, God loves you too. And we just lift you up in this time and this season and we thank God for you.
Amen. And we thank God that he's going to, to make this the best Thanksgiving ever. Amen. I love you guys. And for this Thanksgiving, I'm so thankful for each and every one of you guys. You guys have been nothing but a blessing to our life. And we just want you to know that. So I'm thankful for you guys. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for being with us and guiding us and keeping us. We ask that you just continue to, to do a work in our lives, even in places where we don't see it, or even in places where we don't feel it, or even in places where it doesn't seem like you're working at all. Father, I ask that you just bring hope. Father, I ask that you bring unity, not, not, not just to us, Right, but Father, uh, to to this country, uh, to your people in in this state, Father God, to your people, Father, bring a unity, and I thank you for the unity that we have here. But Father, let us be in unity with you. Let us be tuned in with you, and follow you wherever you lead. So we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for your peace. Father, I just pray for peace for this Thanksgiving. Peace that passes all understanding. I thank you, Father God, that, that, that you're bringing peace where, where people are maybe in despair because they can't, can't maybe meet with some of the people that they, they want to because they're far off or for some other reason. But, Father, I thank you that you're bringing peace to that home and to that heart and that you're making a way. Father, for people that need healing. I thank you that you said that that you heal all of our diseases in Psalms 103. And Father, I thank you that you you took the curse from us, Father God, and provided the blessing. So Father, we just thank you that we have healing and hope in you. For the brokenhearted people out there, for people that are in fear, and that could be any of us at any given time and maybe three times a day, Father. Give us your hope. Give us your peace. Let us be encouraged in you and know that you're still on the throne and that you still got this, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.com dot o r g